Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Greenlight Reviews, where we talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. Today, Ann, we're going to review a film that I found very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's called Quartet. Now, everybody knows that Quartet means four people, so there, mm -hmm. may be, there should be two more of us sitting here doing this, but <laughs> we'll do what we can. The stars are Maggie Smith, Dame Maggie Smith, of course, mm -hmm. right. Tom Courtney, Billy Connolly, and Pauline Collins. And the director is Dustin Hoffman, yes, first yes. film he has ever directed mm -hmm. at the age of 75. Right. And I got to tell you, I'm very impressed with his work. I'm impressed with this whole film. I agree with it's you. It's gentle. It's lovely. It's fun. The story takes place at Beecham House, which is a retirement home for opera singers and classical musicians. Three of the people who live there are opera singers. They mm -hmm. are Reggie, played by Tom Courtney, Wilf, played by Billy Connolly, and Sissy, played by Pauline Collins. And they are amazed and a little bit upset to find out that the fourth member of their uh -oh. quartet, <laughs> with whom they sang the quartet from Rigoletto many, many times over the years, Jean, played by Maggie Smith, is coming there to live. Jean is a gigantic diva. <laughs> she has problems with all of them, and they have problems with right. her. None of them are happy to see her. Particularly Reg. <laughs> Particularly Reggie, because they were once engaged to be married, maybe 50 years earlier. She cheated on him, and he never spoke to her again. So here we are, half a century later, and these people are all getting together again. Now, one of the problems with the Beecham House mm -hmm. is that they're running out of money. Yeah. So what they try to do every year is to give a concert a benefit. on Verdi's birthday. They are hoping to do the quartet from mm -hmm. Rigoletto, right. and they are hoping that these four people will sing together, and Jean will have none of it. Correct. So that is just one of the conflicts in this film. Michael Gambon is also in the film. He has a smaller role. He is fabulous in this film. He's the guy who puts everything together, and he expects to be obeyed, and nobody obeys him, which is fun. Well, he's so over the top as the grand impresario. Absolutely. And he really plays it to the hilt. He's very funny in the movie, I yes, must he is. say. Gives yes, a lot of comic relief to the picture. Actually, everyone has some great moments of mischief-making and fun. There's a lot of wit in this film, which was adapted from Ronald Harwood's wonderful play by yes, the same oh, name. Yeah. There was just one little misstep in the movie. Dustin Hoffman hired four non-singers to play opera singers. That's right. As a result, the ending of the film kind of falls apart because we never really get to see, and this is a warning to everybody, you really never get to see the big finish. Well, that's very true. And I was wondering how they were going to handle that anyway. They handled it well. Oh, I thought they did it very, very but well. But it's just a shame because you really want to see those four great stars that you've been living with for two hours sing that wonderful quartet from Rigoletto, but you don't get to see that. But despite all this other stuff, what actually knocked my socks off, Anne, mm -hmm is watching Maggie Smith, mm -hmm. watching her eyes, watching the slightest twitch of an eyebrow. She is just so compelling an actress. She carries much of this film on her back, and she's just astonishing. What I liked about the film was that it had a real positive spin on life in a retirement home. For people who are over 50, 
this film quartet is the antithesis of a film that we've seen recently, Michael Haneke's dreary duet on old age and death called Amour, which I really didn't care for. Nor did I. This film is the opposite of that. It's a very upbeat look at seniors. Also, I think it was nice that Harwood made sure in his script that death, while it is somewhere in another room, kind of, it's not a preoccupation of the characters. They really are much more concerned with trying to save Beecham House and trying to tie up some of the loose ends of their life as they approach the final chapters. And I like that whole concept of this film. You know, the interesting thing is that all of these people, being elderly, they all had physical problems. Jean, mm-hmm. Maggie Smith, needed a hip replacement. She also had a problem when she was in the best exotic Marigold Hotel. That's right. She better get that hip fixed. Absolutely. Billy Connolly was having a prostate problem. Mm-hmm. Pauline Collins was forgetting things. Well, she's a little ditzy. Yeah, but they're all very, very lovable and interesting and fascinating people. And the relationship of the four of them mm-hmm. who have known and worked with each other and loved each other over half a century is, I think, very, very cheery. I just loved watching this film. And I was so impressed with mm-hmm. Dustin Hoffman. Me too. I want to talk about that. And how sensitive his work was with these actors and how well he set up mm-hmm. the story and the scenes. Well, I think very wisely Dustin Hoffman focused on what he knows best, and that is acting. Right. So the film really focuses on the ability and the chops of all these wonderful actors from England. And I think it really shows the care that he took with each one of these performers. I understand that when he was auditioning actors for this movie, Mm -hmm. he was very cautious about it because he was in love with so many of the British acting community. Sure. And when they would come in, he would want to sign every person who came in to read for him. So he had to be very careful about who he invited to read. Right. Luckily, he found these five people And I'm including Michael Gambon because I thought his work was every bit as fine as the other four. Oh, yeah. Luckily, he found these five people who were available. I think it's a wonderful treat to be able to see people who are of a certain age working at the top of their craft. This movie will certainly appeal to anyone over 50. I wish that more people under 50 would see it because then they would see what really great performances are all about. So bravo to all involved with the movie Quartet. For me, this film rates a lot of curtain calls, like a hundred of them. And certainly it rates a big green light. Well, I'm giving it a green light also, obviously. And, you know, I'm not a huge opera fan. So I was a little bit leery about going to this. And I thought Dustin Hoffman, his first directing job with all British actors and a British story, how's this going to work? And I was just so delighted that it worked Mm -hmm. very, very well. Dustin Hoffman is not going to direct the next Born Identity movie. He's not going to direct the next Die Hard kind of movie. This was a gentle, loving, sentimental movie. He is a gentle, loving, and sentimental guy. Mm -hmm. So I am giving this a green light also, and I urge everybody of any age to go see this and have a wonderful time. So two green lights for Quartet. We're going to be back soon to review another movie. We hope you will join us at that time. Until then, I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that you will walk out after having such a great time at the movies. 
Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.